welcome everybody to Movie Reviews by the Heroes Asylum. I'm Kane, and on the other side of the glass, or the other side of Zoom, is Mike. Good evening, sir. Zoom? Are you talking about uh, Dr. Zoom? Or Professor Zoom, maybe. (laughs) So it all ties in together, kids. It all ties in. And tonight we're doing one of our movie reviews as we continue Superman Month. We're doing The Death of Superman Part 1 and 2, but actually, if you look it up online, they actually have a full movie just called The Death of Superman. Yeah, you have Death of Superman, and then you have The Reign of the Superman. The Reign of the so Superman. So, to me, they're like, that's why I was like, hey, we should, we should really do these together as a combo, because they're they're really telling one story. It's like when, uh, when you did your review, God, was it two years ago? You did The Dark Knight... Returns, yeah, yeah. You did one and two, I think. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just kind of that. Those are those are did stories. I both, did I do them both on one night, or did I split it? I, don't I think remember. you might have split it, but since we're okay. since we're doing since we're sort of time constrained with you know the, with the each month, and we don't want to you know overlap, I figured that this would be the best one. We can do two movies. They're both short movies. Again, we're not watching them, but we're just going to review them, and they just tie in together. And of course, the overall story ties in together as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're doing it on the week that Superman Day was this week, the week we're recording. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was another bonus. I, I, I was wondering, why are we doing Superman this month? And I think that's what it was. I think when we were doing it, we looked up, like, Superman Day. Yeah, so, I think that was what it was. There's not an actual Superman month. It was Superman yeah, Day. Death uh, of Superman and Reign of Superman. Reign of Superman. I keep saying the. <laughs> I'm like you. I keep right. thinking of and guys, if you want to watch both of these, these are on HBO Max. Get into the DC section; you'll find them both out there. They're both uh, on there, so check them out. Uh, and after, if you guys like the review that we give, you know, let us know. And also, let us know if there's any reviews that you'd like to hear us do. Yes, we've got the month planned out, uh, but there's like other you know times that we can you know we get a little bored or something, and we might throw you know something together. Especially if we get like a bunch of ideas of somebody you know mentioning them. So uh, yes. hop on our Facebook page. It's usually a Facebook page where, where I see a lot of ideas. I'm like, ooh, that's not a bad yeah. idea. I think Jay Silver gave me an idea today when I was looking at his little comments. I was like, hmm. Did <laughs> you like I called him out? <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> oh, dude, you, you, you did. I didn't answer the question. I go, no, you didn't. So we answered the goddamn question. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't really. He, he did eventually, but yeah. he, he went like a, in a roundabout way. Jay, Jay plays the diplomat. All right. That's why I called him the diplomat because he's like, oh, he, He's yeah. the Martian Manhunter, I think, of the Heart League. I think that's what I would call him. Uh, all right, guys. So anyway, what I'm going to do um, is I actually found a trailer with both Death of Superman trailer and the Reign of Superman trailer together. So we're going to listen to the trailer so you guys get an idea of what the movie's about. And then we're going to jump right into it. Initial reports are some kind of creature. I don't know where you came from. But I'm sending you back. Superman may be the only hope Metropolis has. In the past, that's always been enough. You can't go back after that thing. It's suicide. It's been six months since the death of Superman, and the world is still shaken. Clark's body disappears, and suddenly these new supermen show up out of the blue. Who are these new guys? What is their place 
in a world without a Superman. I can give each of you the power to be your own hero. When the Daily Planet said Superman is dead, it painted a target on the Earth. How do we even begin to fight that? We gotta be our own heroes. We sure as hell could make some noise. Do you really think Superman is alive? I really feel like it's possible. For the first time, I hope he is. Well, there you have it. So just so everybody knows, just do a quick history of this, guys. Death of this is based off the death of Superman, which was a massive crossover story event for DC Comics back uh, – started back in December 1992 and lasted until October 1993, really almost a year-long story arc that it, – it mostly impacted the Superman titles, you uh, Superman Action Comics, Adventures of Superman, Superman Man of Steel, also drifted into Justice League of America and also the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you remember picking up the books they had because you had the death of Superman with the iconic, uh, you know, a uh, uh, stick a piece of wood sticking out with the foot with his cape all tattered. And uh, then you also had the one I picked up, which was the all black co- copy, which is the red Superman um, emblem with it bleeding. There was a couple covers, wasn't there? Uh, there were only, I think, about two or three of them. But then what really what came out after that became more more um, fun and uh, a little bit more popular was the uh, the death of a, uh, or the funeral of a friend series. There were okay, some great the one iconic thinking. ones where you have like a, a very JFK esque look of you know the, the the coffin above and all the superheroes you know hold, walking him down. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, I think you had one of the uh, funeral of a friend was from the Justice League. Uh, and then you had what we're going to get into in this is the the introduction of these new Superman. Each mm-hmm. new Superman. Took up one of the comic book runs, and it, and it was all focused on Superboy, Cyborg. Those are one shots, were they not? Or were no, they no, no. They picked up because you got to realize Superman's gone for a year. The, these oh, these guys okay. came in. I think you know you had the death. I think a uh, funeral of a friend lasted about a month, and then these Supermen started showing up like January, February. Mm. And so what you had was, I think Superboy picked up, and his run was on Superman. And then Man of uh, Steel was on, I think, a, a Man of Steel run. And they each, they each four took over one of the titles, and it was all focused on them until you know the the end of you know towards the end of October, when it all that's came. When started, that's when they started bleeding in that he might be alive. That's yeah, like, yeah, throughout it. Well, there were some hints here and there, and and again, we're going to see all of that in here. I the one thing I will say about this movie uh, when you guys watch it, if you're worried about watching it, this is probably one of the clo- closest comic book accurate movies i think i've seen dc animated do they do some amazing ones that are close point on sometimes they take a little left turn towards the end or take like uh you know we don't want to talk about it a bit you know uh, death in a family oh boy um <laughs> so uh but there are i feel that this is probably the most comic book accurate one they could do without you know drifting off and we're going to kind of cover some of that so let's go ahead and start with the first movie was Death of Superman, and uh, we are introduced to Superman, of course. Uh, this is the classic casting of pretty much most of DC Animated for their 52 world and their run, uh, which ended uh, last year. Was it last year or two years ago with uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse? So that that cast and that storyline ended then. Uh, but you have with uh, as Superman, uh, Jerry O'Connell, 
uh, Lois Lane, his wife, um, not his wife in this, but uh, Jerry O'Connell's wife, Rebecca Romaine, yeah. in here. Uh, a great performance of Lex Luthor by Rain Wilson. I, I, I always so can't... good that I didn't even know it was Rain. Wilson's I forget wife. it's Rain Wilson. Yeah, I forget it's Dwight from The Office hearing his voice because oh, he just he's perfect. Uh, Rosario Dawson was uh, Princess Diana, Wonder Woman. Of course, the classic, classic Green Lantern voice actor, Nathan Fillion, uh, does always does an amazing job. Sucks he was a little bit too old to play the live action. Version. Yeah, yeah, it was. But, but I, I look at it that we have him here. Uh, and, yeah. and, 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 it's, and it's a dirty kept secret that we try to keep with our, with, you know, to ourselves away from the other, other fans. That, hey, <laughs> nobody knows he did this. This is ours. He did it. You know? He did it. You bastards. <laughs> uh, we, have, we have Christopher Gorman who does uh, Barry Allen The Flash. He, that is the Barry Allen I will always put in my head. I know there are other versions that are you know more act comic book accurate but to me that he's the fun barry allen he's not the moody barry allen yeah, i know who you're talking yeah. about <laughs> well when you can really get into the comic books you're going to see more of a moody barry allen not as moody as we see in the cw uh flash but a he's little lined bit. up a little bit yeah. even though this if you guys have seen this past week's episode the whole breakdown anyway keep going sorry oh <laughs> uh, we've got mac lanter playing aquaman uh, Sh- uh shimar moore doing a cyborg uh, I always kill the name N- Nambi Nambi playing a uh, uh, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, uh, just Nambi. I just call yeah. him Nambi. Uh, the J- uh, Jason Omar who does a, a right next, right next to uh, the the classic voice of Batman. I'm sorry, he's so good. He, he's, he's, he's thing about it is he had a tough act to follow, man. He did, that's... but he I think he did it good, and he did it longer and in more roles and I, I or more times. And I just I well, he's think, still doing it, isn't he? I don't know. I. I had the uh, no. I don't think in the um, don't think the Batman and the in the dragon. I don't think it was him. No, that was somebody different. I know that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think. I think pretty much for the new DC, it's not him. I think they changed the. Whole, they changed everybody. They got. They're. They're doing. A, yeah, but I don't think we have like an etched in stone. Who's it going to be? You know, it was Omaro for the longest time, and now we've had like a couple of different ones, like the Into the Dragon. Uh, yeah, I think that's what they're going to do, though. Uh, they're the, going to mix it up. You think? I, I think so. Until until they settle on a, if they're going to settle on doing a, a world, I think really what they're probably going to concentrate on is, is you know, as much as I hate to say it, uh, they're probably the next animated series uh, as movies are going to do is they're probably going to do Death or de- or you know Metal. I really, I really think that's probably where they're going to head over to and i think metal is better on animated screen because there's even though the story from the first metal is not the best second part yes first one no <laughs> they'll, they'll, i think what they're going to do is they'll, they'll do a mix just like they did a mix of these two stories together i think they'll really do end up doing a mix uh and then we have uh rocky carroll who's uh plays perry white that always does a great great job i, I love rock uh and then of course you know i'm not gonna go through the whole cast but for the most part a, a, you know a pretty well well deserved and great cast that we have in here so let's go ahead and get started then so the plot is superman has become well, a popular superhero in metropolis in the world uh after foiling attempted abduction by uh by the uh, mayor uh by intergang uh intergang is a how long has intergang been around dude they they kind of, are they like one of the golden age for Superman, I think they're they are. Part, they're Jack Kirby. No, they're not Golden Age. They're Jack Kirby. I mean, pretty okay. close. They're so 1970. They came in, um, started with uh, the Superman's yeah, I, pal, Jimmy Olsen. That's when they came in. Because I remember when I was watching Superman, you know, I'm going to reference Superman the Animated Series a lot. When I watched that series, Intergang was literally on there almost every week. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was, he would fight, like, somebody big, like the Parasite or uh, 
Brainiac. But there was always like the side mission. Oh, Inner Gang. I'm like, Inner Gang is always at work, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, like they were first introduced or first appeared in, like I said, in Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Um, and he, and they, they were also shown up in uh, Forever People, 1971 by Kirby. But oh, they yeah. have been around, not in the comic books, but their history goes back to 19, to the 1920s. But they haven't, they weren't in the books then. But they, okay. when, you, when you look at their fictional history, that's where they were, like pre crisis. Um, okay. But yeah, but they have always been supplied with you know new gods and, and apocalypse tech. That's just yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's their mo. That's how they're always doing it. Whether it's Luther providing it, whether it's somebody else. In the comic book run, that was actually that. This is where um, uh, John Henry Irons comes into play. He was a weapons designer, quit because he he saw what his weapons were being used for, and Intergang was using his weapons. So there's a slight twist. So this is why in the comic books, this is why John Henry gets involved because he's like, my weapons are out there causing mass destruction in my neighborhood. I need to get out there and stop this. And that's where you know, he, you know what you almost described, and I hate to say it, it's 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 a curse word in a way you sort of describe that awful steel movie. But that's what that's they based it off of because steel was based <laughs> off of that. Yeah, of course, yeah. that's exact. They that's what I remember from. what they did in the story of his origin was. Spot on. It was like I said with that movie. It's always been. It was. It was the. It wasn't their story, their backstory, and everything on him. It was just the the visual side of it. Just wasn't there. If they could have gotten any other actor in there, I bet you it would have been ten times better. And no offense, Shaq. I I agree. I agree. Great video game, Shaq. Fu. Check that out. So after uh, foiling the intergain, uh, he takes uh, pieces of the technology over to Star Labs for analysis. Uh, following this, Superman is interviewed by Daily Planet reporter Lois Lane about his family heritage, his origins, because he brings her there and, there and he brings the ship that he came in as a child. So you have them you know, reviewing it. Um, and he, that's our, when they're first introduced to, to, um, to John Henry. He's, uh, he's actually in working with uh, Silas, Dr. Silas at Star Labs. Uh, then we uh, we jump to Lois. Uh, Superman flies Lois back to the Daily Planet, and Lois meets Clark Kent. Uh, his you know obviously the human identity of you know of Superman, uh, and they're and they're talking about he. She's like, hey, we need to do this, we need to do that, or you know, don't forget we we got this. He's like, ah, I can't. My parents are coming to town, and she and he. She's like, she, he makes a comment. This is this is why this is an adult, you know, animated show. Uh, he's like, man, you're always a little, always revved up after seeing him, because she doesn't know it's him yet. She yeah. he's still, you know, at this point, she doesn't know it's him. Uh, that's the one of the comparisons to the comic book, is that she knew, you know, they were already proposed to get married and everything. They they knew everything that was going on. Yeah, and this version they didn't. He, yeah. She didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, because of her, her little knowledge about Clark's personal life, he, he kind of wants to leave Lois out of this, seeing her, his, his parents, because I think he's afraid of his parents. He doesn't say it specifically, but you get this, this feel and this vibe that he's worried about his parents. Yeah, I think he is. And um, kind of, it was kind of shocking to see um, Pa Kent still alive. In this well, I know there's different, we talked about this before. Yeah. Like, there's always uh, tons of different versions of Superman stories, depending which one you read, which era. Or he's either alive, he's dead. Where they're both alive, they're both yeah. dead. Well, in this, in the in the comic book, he was alive. So this, they stick to you know, like I said, they're very very accurate in that. So uh, after he has uh, taken that technology that he ran in with Intergang, uh, he had given it to um, Cyborg to drop off to his dad, uh, Doctor Silas Stone. Uh, 
and we uh, and that's where we are introduced to John Doctor Doctor John Henry, uh, and they examine the technology from the intergang, and they confirm that yes, it is apocalypse, uh, but it has Earth origins, kind of. So they start rumbling through or rambling through who it could possibly be. Is it Wayne Tech? Is it Luther Tech? So uh, of course, Superman um, takes his uh, makes his uh, little. Venture over to see Luther, where he always, you know, visits him, you know, on his balcony, and and we see that Lex is um, under house arrest with a, a nice little bracelet on his ankle, <laughs> which he has decorated with green gems to to represent kryptonite. That's funny. <laughs> Lex so, is always yeah, outside he, the box. So, um, so he, but he he refuses a, his, of his involvement, but Superman remains, you know, suspicious, of course. Uh, meanwhile, in space, we are introduced to astronauts Hank Henshaw, his wife Terry, and their crew, which are suddenly impacted by a meteorite. Hank is a full-on, you know, just worship Superman. You know, Superman will save us no matter what happens. And so, as this astro- as this meteorite is like destroying the ship, he's always Superman's going to save us. Superman's going to save us, and very similar to the story that you know originated from the comic books is this sticks very close to that uh the meteorite he's damage like a he's a big fanboy of superman I think. yeah he is he's, yeah yeah he's a true believer he's like yeah, no matter what he's gonna get us yep. you know and we know how that turns out but so you know. uh so the meteorite damages uh their ship killing terry the crew leaving hank's fate unknown we just see the ship's just destroyed and, and the bodies flying to, towards earth horrific scene by the way that was just frightening <laughs> just, you know bodies it reminded me of the uh an old seventies movie called it was called a uh, horror in space. It was a scene just like that where the ship just blow blew up and like just floating bodies and like these zombies in space. But anyway, that's something. It's a different subject. But so then we uh, we go back to and uh, the uh, the the meteorite crash lands in the ocean. Uh, Lex sends a submarine. Now here's a nice little nod that a lot of folks won't realize. Lex is coming back from the opera, but we don't realize it's Lex. What we see is this guy. Red long hair, red beard, in a nice suit, walking along with Mercy Graves. Well, in the comic books, that's what Lex looked like at that point. Mm. Lex had died. Lex, technically, I'm putting up quotes, had died from kryptonite poisoning, and this was his son who had uh, inherited Alexander, Alexander, right? Yeah, Alexander. He, but he was a clone of Lex, and so at this point, he had this luscious long hair, hair you know, a red red beard. Uh, but when he gets into the elevator, he takes it off, and that's when we realize, okay, it's just Lex in disguise. Mm. But I thought it was a really cool nod to the Lex that is a cool of that nod. time. The first uh, I remember of Alexander was doing it was a crisis where you see him. He's like the, he's a, the Luther from another Earth, and he's trying to liberate his planet. Yeah, no, he's been, Lex. Alexander has been around for a while, but that's probably his most famous one. Is the is the mm-hmm. crisis. So uh, Lex sends a submarine crew to investigate why the Atlanteans do the same. So we have Aquaman's people, people the Atlanteans. And if you guys have watched any of the DC stuff beforehand, the Aquaman, uh, the, the throne of Atlantis, same group. You're, you're seeing the same stuff because it's the same same group of people. Uh, same with, yeah, without warning, the Atlanteans and the sub crew are attacked and killed by a large being in a containment suit who uh, tears across uh, the country on a rampage. This is the only difference, really, on this one from the book is he didn't uh, land in the water, right? No, he I, he didn't land even land on on Earth. He was already there. He had crash landed on Earth years ago. That's the one. That, that's the, the one thing that the other movie did correctly. Probably the only thing yeah. where they found him 
like in the middle, like like Lex and his company were digging, yeah. and they find this capsule and they open it up, and that's that's the only thing they did accurate. Yeah, moment. exactly. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that they that they kept. But I I'm okay with this one because you're seeing his power because the Atlanteans are very strong people, and then Especially you're just the yeah, and then you're seeing you know him track across the across the. Across the uh, across the you know the the land and that's when you get. I thought the imagery that in the comic books of him of you know him holding out his hand and this bird landing on his hand and you you know, thinking okay what is this and he just crushes this you know bird a canary, but in this one we're seeing him like kill like wildlife a deer comes over to him tries to you know touch him he just snaps its neck. People he kills yeah. people he squashes people's heads. Well then you had the, 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 the this couple was out. Um, out camping and they thought it was oh, a, there, there was a bear out front, but then you find out, you know, the, no doomsday just killed this bear and then she ends up killing the couple. I mean, I think the, the movie is a lot strong, like, like a lot more graphic in that, in that aspect. Very graphic. I was always shocked, especially when they killed the girl to kill the guy. And then when we get to the cops, eventually he, kills, yeah. he steps on their heads and they explode. I'm like, Oh my God. So as yeah, as all this is going on, Clark and Lois are having dinner with his parents, and they, you know, of course, uh, if anybody's out there has ever had you know dinner with your parents with your love interest, and your parents seem to love to embarrass you, and tell stories, and Clark's getting frustrated and and you know kind of embarrassed, and he almost again this is the moments I think that he was feeling like his parents might slip up and say something, you know, but they yeah yeah because uh, it, it's like they said actually it's a, I think it's a couple a couple minutes afterwards when Lois leaves. He talks to his mother, or it's just, it might have been his father. He's like, "Oh, you know, we, you know, we as we get older, you know, you sometimes we slip up and say things." I think his dad's. Well, no, they were no, they were there. He, you know, he's like, "Yeah, when we get older, we just like to tell these stories." Oh, yeah, yeah, it. no, every everybody was still in the room at that okay. time, uh, and then of course, you know, he seems to like be ushering Lois out, so she starts feeling like, "Okay, well, you don't want to be with me. Why are you? You know, you're pushing me away. You're constantly hiding something, you know, something from me. What? what just you got to open up." And he's outside pacing, trying to get her a taxi, and finally she's like, "You know what? I'm just going to walk," and it just leaves. And so he's like, he's feeling all tense. So, um, so they meet the next day. He says, "Hey, let's go to let's go have lunch together." So they go to uh, a restaurant owned by Superman fan Bibbo Bibbowowski, and I'm sorry, he is my favorite DC non superpowered your your ordinary guy. Bibbo is awesome. I want to hang out with Bibbo, man, especially <laughs> at his bar. He's just a cool dude, man. He's just like, hey, man, like Superman saved me. He's all about Superman. Yeah, he's almost like the the grounded version of Hank Henshaw in a way. Like he's just like more into like, hey, you know, he's, he's a buddy of mine. Hey, you know, he's a friend. Yeah, kind of stop by. And he has like like a picture in the back of his bar where him oh, and Superman yeah. are hanging out. And that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I like, like I say, yeah, he's he's my one of my favorite ones. So uh, Clark confesses to Lois that he is Superman, and, she, and it's and I think it's probably one of the best moments. Probably one of my favorite. Uh, Lois realizing who Superman is is just that look of no you're oh my god it, just glasses again it's just yeah. the glasses uh, so as as they're talking um, the uh, the unknown being is heading towards uh, Metropolis attacking everything everyone it sees until the Justice League arrives and this is every member of the Justice League you've got Green Lantern you've got Batman Wonder Woman uh, Martian Manhunter Hawkman uh the only ones that are missing from the comic books, and this is the one I, I kind of, I thought thought they, they could have had was um, was uh, uh, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold because it is Booster Gold who truly names Doomsday Doomsday. Yeah, because he knew about him. Uh, no, no, he 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 just he just made the comment that just like oh, Lois okay. did, just like Lois dubs him Doomsday here. That's how Booster did. Yeah. 
I didn't mind like, Lois doing it because it was kind of organic the way she did. It's like, well, oh, this whole doomsday it's happening. Yeah. I, was like, oh, I was okay with that. Uh, it's just something about. To, it's not about just that he named it, but it, there's something really cool about having those two in there. And they, they could have. I mean, they didn't need to keep voice cast or anything. I mean, you, they, I don't think Hawkman said anything, but maybe a couple of grunts. I don't think he said anything. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know. Did, was there a cast voice person? I think there, I think there is. I think there is a credit, but a, is there no? No, I don't even know. I don't see. Uh, no, there isn't. No. There yeah. So sad. so yeah. Again, could have had you could have had you know Blue Beetle in there or somebody else. So then uh, the Justice League is just getting their ass handed to them. I mean, everybody is just getting destroyed. Oddly enough, Batman is just like holding on, to, you know, to, to dear life with with a little help from uh, with a little help from a cyborg. Um, I thought you were going to sing the song. When I get by with a little no, help. yeah, I, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, but slowly as they're as they're fighting against this thing, uh, we start seeing like the the. Um, the suits start ripping away, and we're seeing like this gray skin, white-haired monster just just slowly coming out. Uh, and again, that's when Lois, you know, dubs him Doomsday. Uh, at this point, uh, she has finally. I think it's Superman has heard the news through like through. Uh, oh no, Jimmy Olsen calls Lois, and that's when he hears it. And just before that, he's like, "Hey, I have one more secret for you," and. She he doesn't get a chance to tell her, but there's a piece of paper on the on the table where they were eating, and it says, you know, flip me over. Here's my or my last secret, and she flips it over, and it's basically he's saying that he loves her, and so she and Jimmy, you know, get to work, get on a helicopter, go chasing him down, just like a you know the typical Lois Lane will get out there and just put herself in danger. Of course, every single time. Uh, Lois uh, and Superman, uh, Superman, who's uh, uh, in Doomsday, are engaged in this fierce battle all around now. The one thing I thought was kind of strange was at one point Doomsday gets uh, heat ray vision. I did, I think the way he got it was Superman used it first on him, and I guess going by the history of Doomsday, he's always adapting. He adapts and and cannot and be killed by what killed him before. Yeah, so, so I, he doesn't get a power from it. He just cannot be killed, killed by it that way again. It, okay, I, th- I yeah. thought he adapted. He he got because they did the same thing in BVS where yeah. like Superman hit him with a laser, like the, his red eyes, and all of a sudden he had red eyes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, did he just take this power from him or just yeah. like? Yeah, that's what's what now. Now the whole backstory to Doomsday is he was created by this alien at in the primordial planet of Krypton. The, it's this is like you know prehistoric Earth, but this is prehistoric Krypton. And he – basically this alien is trying to create a perfect weapon. He takes a small baby, shoots him out into space. Obviously the baby dies because he can't survive. So he goes out there, picks DNA up, clones the thing, shoots it out there again, dies again, shoots it out there again. Slowly, the, each each time it dies, he, he gets DNA from this creature, and it every time he dies, it can't die that way again. And that's how it is, this thing is made to become so powerful is that it just – Keeps getting shot out. There's creatures out there in the planet that will destroy the baby. Well, eventually the baby, you know, is able to stay alive a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. To finally, he decides that he's just going to destroy the babies. Can't die now. He so he destroys all the creatures on again primordial Krypton, and he gets you know mad and he goes towards what's been hurting him this whole time. These generations after generation. Not only is he is his DNA remembering how it you know. How to survive, his mind is remembering what happened. So he's had these thousands of deaths in his head. 
while he goes after that alien and kills him. So technically he's not Kryptonian in that aspect, but what he relates to being what he hates is something from Krypton, hence the reason he beelines yeah. straight for Superman in the comic books and in this because they don't explain it. They just say he goes straight for Metropolis, but it's explained that Doomsday can sense Krypton, Kryptonians and he wants to kill it. Because of what happened to him. Because of what happened to him, yeah, as a child. Now, we don't find this out until uh, I think a few years later we are introduced to the Superman Doomsday comic book series when it, and it delves more into the origin of Doomsday and then explains how he got strapped into this into the thing that sent him into the you know earth and so we find out more and more about that but uh mm-hmm. but yeah that's kind of the backstory to doomsday so uh so superman and, and doomsday are engaged in this fierce battle awesome battle i mean they just are just decimating all over all over you know metropolis in um, the living hell <laughs> like probably the best yeah it's probably the best superman doomsday fight in any kind of avenue even live action yeah because it's just so intense it, it takes place it just spans like city it's a 20 minute it, long fight when i was watching this i'm like awful. there's not going to be a lot that we can talk about except that there's a 20 minute beatdown. that's pretty yeah. much it there's cool scenes where they, they each get a hit on each other they're, they're just kicking each other's ass that's pretty much yeah. all like now uh, when the super oh and the monster sees lois and prepares to try to kill her superman flies towards it in full speed and deals a blow that snaps Doomsday's neck. Now, pre this, sorry, this thing, this one skipped ahead. I'm sorry, uh, but before this, Superman's just like getting his ass whipped. I mean, he's just like, just even even Jimmy makes a comment. He's like, I've never seen him look like this. Uh, but Lo, but uh, but um, Lex Luthor comes out in his my, massive you know battle suit to try to take down Doomsday and uh, become the hero of Metropolis that he is, and he has you know this whole you know awesome speech. And, uh, and of course, that doesn't work out. And Superman actually saves his life, which you see a moment within Lex's eyes, like "Holy crap! Everything I've done to this man, everything he still is willing to save save my life." Uh, about that time is when you see Doomsday going after Lois. Now, for some reason, you know, Lois steps up to the monster, like challenging the monster, like it, you know, throws a rock at him, actually. Which is kind of funny, <laughs> you know. Like, okay, what are you doing? You, you just, you know, you you trying to stand up to him or something? Like she got balls. <laughs> so, uh, so Superman's like, no, you're not going to do this. So Superman flies, like I said, at full speed and deals a blow that snaps his neck, which is just amazing. And, but uh, and ending the uh, monster's violent rampage. But the problem is, and it's so quick, you don't see it. Superman is also stabbed in the chest, very similar to you know Batman versus Superman. Now, is that how he? Died in the comic, and how Doomsday died in the comic was it a very different? No, it was literally a full on beat down. Like these guys, these two were just like yeah, slugging I, at I, each I other. Recall, they just literally beat each other till like Superman had the last punch and just hit him, yeah. and then Doomsday died. And then because of the force that he hit Doomsday with, the force killed him. Well, it was just, I think he was just dying anyways because of all the damage had already been taken. Mm-hmm. So okay. um, I was trying to think, I was like, hmm. And we see we see Lois, you know, holding on to Superman. Oh, you have to be here, and he and he's like, "Is everybody safe? Is everybody safe?" And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Good. That's all I've ever wanted, and you." And uh, of course, Jimmy Olsen records this breaking uh, this scene, this heartbreaking scene, and it's you know aired across the world. So you see everybody from everywhere watching this around the world. Uh, and then in the aftermath, the uh, the state funeral is held for Superman and the Kents. Before you get there, yeah. You actually see one of my favorite scenes, and it has no dialogue. And it's actually, I think it was in a comic book cover as well, was the cape of Superman just, like, flowing 
held by one of those building structures. Yeah, was like, yeah. Well, like that a, was the cover. Yeah, wow. yeah, that was the cover. I, heard, I was like, wow. I mean, I want to get that just to have it in my room. That's kind of morbid, though. <laughs> <laughs> you are a Batman fan, so it would seem proper. That would seem right. Yeah. yeah, actually, I do want to get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but in the aftermath, there's a state funeral held uh, Superman uh, for Superman. Uh, the th- that moment you're seeing, this is the only thing that was a little different. Like the superheroes didn't really take place, you know, or take you know, or take part in the funeral. They were it was really just everybody else. Yeah, they uh, weren't there. There, yeah. In, in the one scene that I I was upset that we did not see. Instead, we saw Batman and and and. Uh, and Damien, you know, they're in the mansion and, you know, Damien just kind of gives him a little side hug like, hey, dude, you know, it'll be OK. That that kind of I was like, that's not the scene I wanted. The scene in the comic book was best is as the as the parade, you know, the funeral procession is going through. You see Batman on top of the one of the buildings just kind of looking over, you know, he's not he's there, but he's not really there. So, yeah, that's they didn't they, they did that. um I think it was an episode of Justice League, maybe Unlimited, or like he, Superman. This version of him died, but he was like, he refused to attend the funeral, but he was like still working. He's like, no, he's, he's not really dead. He's not really dead. I, I think he was a, he might have been in the Batcave, or he may have been outside. Yeah, and he was just looking down. I don't recall, I, but I, I, to, to me, that was just a very very epic scene to to see him. That he's like he's not going to be down there with everybody else mourning. He's not going to go down there as Bruce. He's he's there as Batman, but he's in the well, background. There was a scene when he died. Where lanterns holding him up, and he's just like clenching his fist like really hard because he's, he's trying to be that hardcore guy. But then when he sees him die, like the fist just relinquishes. Yeah, and he, he just, realizes nothing, nothing more he can do. Nothing he, nothing he can do. Yeah, because he's always trying to beat the odds. He, in a way, I always describe Batman as like Captain Kirk. They're very similar. They don't believe in no-win situations, and this one, he just had to let it go. He's like, yeah, yeah. can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, then we see another heartbreaking scene where we see the Kents there, you know, at the funeral of their oh, son, and, and, the, and the cops like, "Hey, you, can, can you back up a little bit, folks?" And you know, and then, then he asks the, the cop asks, you know, uh, Jonathan. He's like, "Is she going to be okay?" He's like, "Well, she, you know, Superman meant a lot to us all." And he's like, "Yeah, he did." And you just see this kind of like this somber moment where they're all, you know, everybody you're realizing everybody's lost something. Certain pe- some some people have lost more, but they can't really say. One of the best scenes, I think, when we talked about it, check out the archives for uh, BVS. When we were, did that movie watch along, we probably talked about one of the best scenes in that movie is d- toward the end when they're at the monument of Superman. And you have like this, it's, it's packed with all these candlelit villages. And it has that saying, here who lies this monument is, some, I forgot what the saying was, but that scene where everybody's just breaking down, crying for a guy, they don't even know. But they know he was like, he was Superman. That's all they knew. He's like he was. He was hope, literally, and our hope just died right there. Well, we almost we almost have that moment too, where you where we see the the you know we see Green Lantern fly up and light the light the funeral fire, and oh, we see so the good. we see the statue, the, the iconic statue of Superman standing there holding an eagle up. I mean, we just it's just you know everything's classic at that moment. Goosebumps when I see uh, it. Yeah, um, we do see uh, Lois go to the Kent's apartment, and you know they so she, you know you kind of see that moment where they embrace her into the family. Uh, sometime later, we see uh, uh, J- uh, Jimmy brings uh, Lois back to Superman's memorial, where uh, we find that the coffin and mm-hmm. the caskets—you know—everything has been open. Because she's like, he's like, "Hey, we need you to come in." She, she's, like, she's like, "No, I no, we're not right now." And he's like, "No, you need to be here for this." Yeah. yeah. And what we see the last moments of it is we see a, a figure resembling Superman hovering in front of the statue, but it's all black. You can't see who it is or you know the shape or anything, and then you see him fly away. 
Yep. And then you're introduced to all these. Then you see those little montages. Yeah, yeah, we have a yeah, post credit scenes where we see a, a clone of Superman uh, survives numerous failed experiments from LexCorp. We see Dr. Irons uh, is seen forging his own Superman suit from steel. Uh, we see Superman's rocket buries itself in the North Pole, and, uh, resulting in creating the Fortress of Solitude, which the Superman had not had yet. Which is strange. That's the one thing I, I didn't. I was like, because I th- always thought it was there. Not in the fifty-two but, of what we watched. You, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, that, that's what the thing that kind of threw me off. And I wanted to talk to you about. It. I was like, I thought the fortress was always there, like in, in certain 52. in certain versions. Yeah, but the fifty-two that we've all seen, you know, there was never a fortress. That's yeah. so because usually the fortress becomes before before him. Not and, always. Not always. Again, it, okay. it's it's certain certain times. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you'll find a Superman story won't even have a fortress. He just he just his fortress is his apartment. You know that's so. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, we see Superman, like Cyborg, is flying in space, uh, heading towards Earth and ending with the Superman's shield melting, which I almost wore my my shirt today, the uh, the, the black and uh, the black and red one that uh, the Superboy eventually starts wearing. Oh, that one. I like yeah. that shirt. So, guys, that is the ending of part one, as Kane was saying, Death of Superman. Uh, we're going to jump right into the reign of Superman. I love those postcards here. So we jump now six months ahead, uh, following the death of Superman at the hands of Doomsday. The crime rate in Metropolis has spread, while four new Supermen have emerged, becoming controversial to the world. Uh, Lois and Clark's adoptive parents are still in mourning over his death. Lois has been investigating the new Superman by gathering information from just different sources. She's just running around. Anybody that's ran into them. Uh, anything that yeah that they can that they can come up with to find out you know what they are who they are, where they come from why are they here especially the um, I think that the point of it the one Superman of interest at the beginning is Superboy they're trying to find out where he is and Cyborg I believe those are the main interests the, the other ones they don't know too much about till later on of course true yeah now uh, one of the things a uh, nice little uh, nod a uh, DC nod a bit is uh, the uh, voice actor who does Steel and John Henry is actually the voice is actually the actor who plays Black Lightning no is it that's um, that's Cree Williams yeah. I believe yep Cree Williams yep that is that is it so yeah so there's a few connections through, throughout the uh, throughout this one with the rest of you know DC uh, I think yeah, the voice casting was still the same, but of course, you know, we're introduced now to uh, Charles Halford, who's playing the Eradicator. Um, let's see who cool else character, knows. by the way. I've always liked the Eradicator, especially those shades. Those yeah. shades are dope. Man. <laughs> People say all oh, those are like hunting shades. I like, go, I don't care what they are; they look cool. <laughs> uh, we have Tony Todd, who is who uh, later will be playing playing uh, Dark Side. Who, of course, he's you know played. I think he played Dark Side in the Lego series as well, if I'm not mistaken. It, 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 it. But in a, in a strange way, I, I just felt Tony Todd wasn't used effectively enough. Like he was – like when you hear Tony Todd, you, you hear Tony Todd. Uh, for some reason, you didn't hear enough of Darkseid. Uh, that's just a minor – Well, you want, the, you, want the character to, you want the character to stand on its own. You don't want to have the voice actor overpower the character. And if you let Tony Todd be too Tony Todd, it becomes Tony Todd as Darkseid, just not uh, Darkseid. And that's – Well, isn't that what they're hiring him for? Tony well, Todd to be Darkseid or – Yeah, to play Darkseid, not – not to be dark side it, it's to me as in a voice acting you want you don't want the voice actor to overpower the performance as like he's overpowering the character he's playing i don't think he would do that i think he uh, would yeah because that's what you're just asking for him to do to be more tony todd 
You're saying he's not enough Tony Todd sounding. He's playing Dark Side to not, and he's not supposed to sound like Tony Todd. He's supposed to sound like Dark Side. Okay. You know, to me, that's yeah. A great voice All actor right. doesn't sound like themselves when they do it, but they put they put pieces and layers of themselves into the character, and I think that he put enough in there. I don't know because when I think of Dark Side, I think of um, uh, what is the actor who played him on Justice League? Oh, he's an older actor. He was in Scanners. Oh, it. it like his voice was really dark side. I was like, okay, I like him. I forgot his name. He's an older. I think it's um Irons. His last name is Irons. Not is it Jeremy Irons? No, not Jeremy Irons. It's um. Oh, the name escapes me. You you're probably looking him up right now. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, right now. He was in a lot of movies in the early '80s, and he always played a bad guy. And I think he was in a. I think he was in a season of Sea of uh, uh, Sequest as well. He was the captain that took over for uh, this guy after he left, I think. Michael Irons. Michael, Michael Ironside. Okay, Michael yeah. Ironside. That's him. Yeah. Michael Ironside. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, I always thought his voice as Darkseid was really cool. He added just enough Michael Ironside-isms to be Doomsday. I just, I don't know, it's a quip on my part. I get what you mean, that he's not supposed to be Tony Todd as Darkseid. But... Yeah, because once I hear that, then I'm going to think of everything Tony Todd's ever played. Zoom. <laughs> you know, and I just, you know, I just don't. I don't want that. I want I want the actor to play himself. Just like you said, one of the cool things about, you know, Lex Luthor, you didn't realize that was Rain Wilson. You don't hear that. Even now when I re-listen to it going, no, oh, no, no. Okay, see, if you're going to bring that up, then I didn't. That's, that's kind of what I mean. You don't, you didn't hire Rain Wilson to sound like Rain Wilson. So Lex Luthor sounds like Rain Wilson. You ha- hired Rain Wilson to okay, play Lex. So you, yeah. made, you made a point. Yeah, that's good. That, that, see, Rain Wilson right away just, just says it because I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, that. exactly. That's why oh, you don't. Yeah, right. you don't want to recognize the voice actor. Uh, same thing. You know, you, you think of you know, the Joker. I mean, if we're going to go for like the most iconic one, go for the Joker. You know, Mark Hamill, <clears throat> nothing like him. Even um, even Tim Curry for his for his couple episode run didn't really sound like Tim Curry. There were a few. There were a few uh, Doctor Frankenfurter moments. I will. I will definitely say there's <laughs> every once in a while. I'm like, oh, uh, there you are. You're fighting them. Like, I gotta. I, I gotta look that up. Yeah. I think it was. How many episodes did he do? Two or three? I, I don't think, remember he, how many he did. But I yeah, have to look him up. There, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a. Seen? There's a couple of sweet transvestite moments kind of creeping oh, out there. <laughs> if you've never seen it, go on YouTube and look up Tim Curry as Joker. Because he was originally the original Joker for the animated series, and he had like, scheduling conflicts, and then Hamill took over, and the rest is history. But it is kind of funny, and what Mike is saying is true. He, he does have a little cap, little yeah, there's just a little, just a, not a lot, not a lot. Not a lot. It's just a little, you, you, you know, he's got the fishnets underneath, but it's oh it's there. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Lex Luthor introduces a new Superman to the world at a press conference, which Lois discovers is actually a clone of. And they, well, he's termed Superman. Uh, I think it's Steel who finally refers to him as Superboy. But uh, the, he is created by one Dabney Donovan. Now, this is kind of where they kind of take a little sidestep and go off on their own. So, um, Dabney is the head of uh, Cadmus, which is a genetic institute. And that's where they do a lot of testing. Uh, that's where the Guardian works at because the guardian is actually a clone uh you have dna uh, dna demon uh you have uh, the newsboys uh like this is when the the second half of this story is when you really are delving into the huge lexicon of dc because you have so many people involved uh but the dabney they put in here he's, he's a 
like he's like just like a creeper. It's it's really strange what they what they Didn't decided. About the doctor? Yeah, yeah. The, the, oh yeah, he looked very creepy. Yeah, yeah, great, like kind of greasy. Oh, cre- like literally, creepy. whoever created this, the concept of this character, for especially the animation, they they made him like literally the most astrally <laughs> villain, yeah. like like verbatim. Yeah, I was and like, I was like oh. really? Are we gonna go there? Like, yeah, because I I think that Dabney's got a, a, a an interesting backstory, but in this one, they really they just it they was, make they make him Luther's whipping boy, and I just don't. Didn't like, did not what like was the all. line that the doctor said about to Luther by Cadmus? Because I, I think it might have been at the ending of the Death of Superman, where he says, "Hey, we know what Cadmus really is. It's basically your front company to just take alien DNA and just well, that's do yeah." They kind of hinted at it, but yeah, that's yeah, that's that's basically what it is. They take the there because there is a creature named uh, a, a DNA alien. And, and, and but but he's like a devil. He's he looks just like a devil, and he can you know. What we're introduced to him in uh, Young Justice, if you remember at the beginning of Young Justice, oh, you remember the right. the demon. Oh, yeah, the weird, that's that's yeah, the that's, alien. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's who that is. Uh, we um so we're we're introduced to Superboy. However, during the conference, the Eradicator shows up, uh, and that's where we're introduced to the Eradicator, who is basically, as they jokingly call him, and he's basically. Superman's nanny from the spaceship, and he, all he is is he's the repository of all of Kryptonian's, you know, past. Uh, the the Eradicator is used in a lot of different moments. Uh, the Eradicator is the probably the harshest. He's the most anti-Superman version of this of Superman that we see here. Yeah, because he's just he thinks one way. He's linear. Yeah, and he, thoughts like he's like what I described him as. He's like a defense system. Of Krypton, like if Superman goes down, this this dude is activated, and he's just like he he has he doesn't like I think he could d- discover a moral compass, but he doesn't have that. He just has none of those things. He just sees one thing and one thing only. I'm gonna stop crime. And that's it. I'm gonna do anything after. Yeah, and yeah, and he he will kill for it. He does. He has no okay. remorse on anything he does. Uh, then we also are seeing Steel, who we don't know yet, but you know is John Henry Irons. Uh, if anybody is interested, definitely check out Lois and or Superman and Lois going on right now on the CW. We get a really cool twist on John Henry Irons and the Steel character. The, the, the Steel character has done justice. That's all yeah. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, and and it's so funny. Is I think you and I were talking about a month or two months before the Lois and Clark series introduced Steel or John Henry. And we, you know, you and I were, you know, talking about, you know, that's the, that's the one black character they really DC should do and do it right. You know, if they're if they really want to delve in and, and instead of you know doing the you know doing the gender swap or the you know the race swapping of these characters, bring out you bring know. up these great black characters, and he is one that needs to be corrected. I mean, you, we've already mentioned it earlier in this show that you know, steal the the first movie with Shaquille was. I was so bad. All I, all I'll say is without spoiling. Uh, no, I can't say it. <laughs> I'm just gonna be quiet. If I say it, then it's that. That's, why, that, that's why. That's why I'm just kind of like dancing quiet. around it right now. <laughs> just watch. Just watch yeah. Superman and Lois. Just, and, just watch, watch it. Yeah. It, if you guys are interested, check out. Uh, I think it's going to be issue uh, 117 of Heroes Asylum, which will probably be by the time this is out, it'll already be out. Uh, check that out. I, I think Kane and I are going to have a nice long uh, conversation oh, in, in I that think one. We yeah, are. That, that's what that's already planned. So. It's yeah. I, I'm so, holding yeah. back right now. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody's interested in more of Steel, check out the Heroes Asylum page. Yeah, or the, in the podcast, you guys will be a little bit more interested. And oh, then yeah. we are introduced into Cyborg Superman, who claims he is the true Superman. Uh, the other was, you know, 
Steel never claims that he was the real Superman. That's the one no, thing. He, didn't. he just wanted to do Superman's work. That's all he right. was. Like he never said he was like, hey, I'm. He even says it. I don't think I'm not Superman. I'm just here to continue what he left, and I'm going to keep. I want to carry that mantle. Yeah, which is kind of cool if you think about it. This guy's just an inventor. He's really nobody. He just carries this huge Mjolnir type freaking hammer, and he, he he makes no apologies about who he is or what he wants to do. He's like, look it. I'm a normal dude, but I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. I, it, that's what I like about him. And his yeah. history in this is just like the history from the comic books is that, yes, he was a he was a construction worker. He was getting out of the out of the weapons industry and wanted just a simple job. And the building started crashing down. Superman saved him. And he just felt that there was a connection, a, a, a spirit swap. Uh, each one represents a part of Superman and steel represents the soul of superman i agree that yes. that it doesn't matter wh- who you are you what you have what you can do you are going to attempt to do the best you can and and fight for good and that's what steel is uh i also like the fact that the cyborg superman again very close to the origin in the books i thought they did an g- amazing job on him uh but we see you know lex introducing his superboy and now all the superman come crashing down and just have this epic battle in this courtyard. Cool little visual, yeah. by the way. I like the love visual of this fight. It's just cool looking. It, it, it looks like the, because I believe that happened in one of those runs of the death of Superman, or actually when the Super 5 Superman were introduced in the comics. I think they had a moment where they all ran into each other. They, well, it, what happened throughout it was, was periodically. It was I more think. sporadic that okay. mm-hmm. uh, you had a moment where you find, there's a couple of our, a couple of issues where Steel and Superboy are battling each other for, you know, basically claim, you know, that he's like, hey, you're a kid. You don't know what you're doing. You need to slow down. Think before you react, that kind of thing. And then you find that's when you have a moment and they have it very quickly in this where where they're like, "Okay, hey, we can work together. I know you're trying to help me and I'm here to help you. Let's 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 team up. You know, they did the classic superhero team up, you know, where they each are, you know, meaning to do good, but they just don't like how the other one's doing the job. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Eradicator and Cy- Cyborg Superman. So they each have their moments throughout the reign of Superman comic book runs. And again, you got to realize that lasted the longest. I mean, that you're probably eight months right there with just the reign of Superman. They're just the different books throughout the. Uh, that was back when comics were very patient with storylines. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you're talking almost a year before Superman. You know, you're talking about comic books without Superman oh, about ten months. Without Superman. That, that was bold. That mm-hmm. was bold. But then again, back then, those comics weren't selling, so they needed to do something drastic. That was, yeah, the big deal with Superman. Was, the death of Superman was that. Where like in, there, there was one person that – there was a, a couple of them, actually, that always did it whenever they sat down for their yearly meeting in, in D.C. was they always put up Kill Superman. And literally that was up there for probably five, six years. But it was that was always the top one. It was like Kill Superman, but it, they would always talk themselves out of mm-hmm. it. They were like, nah, we don't – and then eventually – I guess, you know, we eventually see what profit. Hey, we're not making any do. Kill Superman. Kill Superman. They're like, hey, what, what do we have to lose? We're, we're, you know, we're losing money right now. It's like kind of the same thing. You got to realize just a few months after that, I think five months, three months, something like that. Uh, Batman, you know, he breaks his back. And then you, the, don't, you have almost. Superman you began almost, yeah. Yeah, Death of Superman began it. But, but you almost have a full year without Batman. Without Bruce like, Wayne, well, he wasn't really. He wasn't really dead, though. That's he wasn't thing. dead, but he wasn't in the books. There was no, a long time. Eventually, they started sprinkling him in, like having a little side adventure as he's recovering. With uh, they, they would just show him basically on a bed recovering. That's all yeah. they did. Like, oh, he's there, but like this other dude is basically Batman. But with Superman, is different because he was not in the picture. Yeah. Until like eventually later on, I think it was like the fourth or fifth month. No. You see, like sprinkling. Uh, yeah, but sure. no, not really. No, it wasn't even that. No, it was. 
Because of that, oh, was it closer to the end that they showed him? But you, nobody, show- nobody really knew he was back. We, there was hints like that the Eradicator's doing something yeah. uh, at, at the fortress, and because you, you very but you similar. You never see what he was doing. Yeah, very similar to what you see in this. Is you see, you see um, after this big massive battle with all of them, you see, you see the Eradicator's lights blinking like he's low in power, and you see him go back to the fortress mm-hmm. and go into a you know a stasis area, and that's when you kind of hit a you have a nod, a hint of like what's what's that in the stasis pod. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we, we, what we're seeing is, uh, like, meanwhile, uh, the Eradicator is transforming his DNA to a deceased corpse of Superman. So that's basically what we're watching as he's getting into that pod. That night, uh, Cyborg uh, Superman visits uh, uh, visits Lois in an t- attempt to convince her that he isn't fake. Uh, Lex gets frustrated with Superboy for his childish actions. And uh, actually makes a threat to say he was going to kill him. He takes Davney Donovan down there and show, and he shows, you know, Superboy the room. And in turn, he's he decides he's not going to kill Superboy. In turn, he sets the freakish clones loose and destroys Davney. Yeah. Well, and then we uh, we see probably one of the coolest uh, Lana or not Lana uh, Lois Lane moments is we see uh, Lois track down. John Henry, and she's in his shop when he, you know, he comes in after a night patrol, takes mm. off his, you know, gets the thing, machines are taking off his suit, very uh, Iron Man esque, and um, and she's like, you know, you you left your window open in your bathroom. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> so then you finally see that, and, and that's something that happens. You do see that that uh, that connection with them. They they start working together. Uh, the Justice League uh, is being accompanied by Superboy, who is hired as a bodyguard for the president, who is announcing their new watchtower. We haven't seen the watchtower yet. They, all, we, all we have seen is the Justice League, the classic Super Friends Justice League building, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, the uh, presentation is suddenly attacked by parademons, the classic parademons that we have seen numerous times, summoned via the boom tube portal. Uh, during the battle, the the the, the, ba- the portal starts to fall apart, and it just drops to the ground and just envelops the Justice League. Every member of the Justice League except the Supermen are not taken, uh, and uh, so they're you know mysteriously vanished to another planet and declared dead. While Cyborg Superman rescues the President, announces to the world as he is the true Superman, or she announces to the world that he is. Angered, uh, Lex reveals that Superboy – oh, this is the point where – yeah, he already uh, – I thought he already did this, but he re- you know, uh, announces that he is a DNA you – know, a clone. Yeah, but that we find out that he's not just a DNA, uh, clone of Superman. His other side is of Lex Luthor. Yeah. So – and again, that does stick close to the, you know, to the comic books. Kind of weird that they introduced Connor in here. I guess he didn't fit. What do you mean? I don't know. I just thought – I just don't want to been in – Yeah, this bit. is Connor. Is um, this Connor? This is Connor. Yeah, Superboy is oh, Connor. Yeah. yeah, I keep thinking of Titans, man. I'm sorry. I thought yeah, no, a... that's that's a different version. Well, it's well, okay. ti- Titans and Titans really borrows more from uh, um, Young Justice. Okay. Young Justice borrows a little bit more. You got to realize we're talking 1990 comic books. Okay, there has been a, a retelling of that Superboy, so they're sticking to this. But he does take the name of Connor. And so that's oh. you know that, that's that doesn't change. My bad. I thought there were two completely different. Well, again, there are because you got to remember after fifty two, Connor is reintroduced and his his origin that, is that. Yeah, okay. but because we're dealing with a 
Death of Superman storyline almost 30 years, you know, before 52. That's kind of, they kind of had to, they had to fight it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so with the help of Steel, Lois discovers Cyborg Superman is the deceased uh, astronaut Hank Henshaw who blames Superman for not saving him and his wife and has decided to destroy his legacy by impersonating him. Uh, Henshaw reveals to the world that, the, that uh, his new cyber core militia, which are created by mother boxes infused with humans. He, and this is where they go way off script. This is That's, nothing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, uh, 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 this is purely made for the Yeah. Movie. This one, which I mean, I understand because this is where they run into some issues because really cyborg Superman is sent there by Mongo to take down Superman for the same reason, because his, you know, he wasn't there to, to save his wife. Uh, and so Hank Henshaw is upset about that. But what it is is that that he's you know Mongo's in control, not not Darkseid. It's got nothing to do with Darkseid. It's it's Mongo, uh, and that's where you know they he they go drift over to Coast City to try to to go after that. And again, that's where they really had to like morph the storyline because that's going to introduce Parallax, which I thought was a waste. They should have they should have gone that route. I mean, I wish they would have. That would have been an awesome storyline to just redeem get him, redeem Parallax, man. You yeah. could have done it right. There. Could have done it right. They could have at least had a nothing wrong, nothing against the Green Lanterns movies that they already had. I thought they were both great, but I think they could have had a different take and a and taken a twist with an evil Green Lantern. And I would have yeah, loved to hear Nathan voice never, that. Never done that. I mean, they, you've seen that, that. That well depends who you. Depends on who you, if you talk to about that live action Green Lantern movie where we sort of got Parallax, but not really. But I would like the true, the true parallax. Well, the not, true not, that, that technically was the true parallax. Parallax was this blob thing, but it, it, parallax took over um, Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan. So it was more of you know. Either way, they're, they're both would have been great uh, to see. But on this one, we find that you know this that the cyborg Superman is uh, infusing people with you know these with these mother Man, boxes so and turning them into that. like copycat superheroes. They all look the same. Yeah. Uh, still tracks down the Eradicator to the Fortress where he learns that Superman is currently going through revitalization cycle. And the two engage into a fight. Of course, they got to fight. Uh, the fight is broadcasted to Lois's phone and Lois realizes that the Eradicator is a hologram from Superman's ship that she saw in the first movie. His nanny. That's it. And uh, it was basically created to protect Superman. And eventually the fight is stopped when a depowered Superman is reborn. Also donning the classic black suit and the awesome mullet. The God. super mullet super is mullet, born. Man, I don't know. That's the one thing about the Zack Snyder Justice League I wish they did. They should have had a yeah, they had mullet, mullet yeah. man. Come on. You know your hair ain't going to be that short when you get out of the grave. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but how long, how long was he in the ground for, for that Zack Snyder's? What's, how long was he down? They never mentioned how long. I I only thought it was maybe like a month or two. So I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking. It was not that long. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, th- this is me. This is me. Okay, you see me here, right? Yeah. That's that's only a couple months. That's <laughs> uh, that, I, well, actually that's probably five months. So your hair doesn't grow that long. But he had no facial hair. He was like pure clean cut. I mean, like, yeah. Well, even in this one, that that was still you know even in the comic books he didn't come out with a beard. He he just came out with longer hair, which he which he which he rocked for a few years after that. Yeah, he walked along here for a while. I think it was. A, yeah, well, again, you got to realize the comics, the drawings back then, everything was big and bold. So, so his hair changed had lengths. Had to be luscious. Had to be very yeah. Fabio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of Fabio moments in in uh, comic <laughs> books after that. 
so now the one difference though here is yeah he is depowered so when they go to leave the the ship or, or they'll leave the fortress in the original one actually it was supergirl who tagged along and made him look like he was flying because supergirl in that time was not was not wasn't kara it was a, it was an alien who took up the guise of supergirl and she had the ability to become invisible so when when all the supermen flew back to metropolis it looked like superman could fly but on this one he decides to uh fly his own ship back so uh through hank's technology lex and lois have discovered that henshaw himself is contr- is being controlled by dark side from apocalypse of course it's all got to come back to dark side all comes back to dark side big daddy dark side. who also had created doomsday and orchestrated the attack on i Earth. didn't like that yeah. see that is where i had a big problem you got the big baddie of DC, which, you know, depends who you talk to, is Darkseid. Darkseid is Darkseid. He's Apocalypse. He's High Father, New Genesis, all that stuff. I did not like him creating Darkseid. Yeah. I mean, uh, Doomsday. I thought that was that was weak. Yeah. Very weak. Just just do the origin like you said or, or something else. Like, could, you, honestly, the simplest thing, you and I have talked about it before. Sometimes things don't need an origin. He's evil. He could have been just there. For he no reason. Been, yeah. He just happens to fall on Earth and wants to, wants to kick the shit out of anybody wearing a cape. Yeah. And the story. That's all we need. No explanation. Just go. Yeah. But I don't want to know, like, yeah, I created him. Like, boo. So you created Mongol, too? I mean, yeah. come on. It's, it's just stupid. But anyway, so, uh, so Superman, Superboy, Steel, head towards Metropolis. Lex sends Lu- Lois to the Watchtower to basically distract Superman because they have Lo- – uh, Luther has figured out how to control the mo- a mother box to call back the Justice League. But he has to activate his mother box at the same time. Point in the same place where that happens, so it can call it draw directly back. Ah, oh, Lex, man, you don't know what he, he is the true epitome of shades of gray mm-hmm. in these two movies, man. He really is. <laughs> so, uh, so Darkseid continues to uh, torment Henshaw through his uh, for his failure uh, to keep Superman dead. Like he's uh, constantly in his head talking to him. Uh, he attempts to open a portal for uh, for his arrival using the mother box that was infused inside of Henshaw. However, Henshaw rips out the mother box that was inside of him, deactivating Darkseid's control over. Cool moment, by the way. Very Probably cool. The best yeah. moment he had in the film. Yeah, where, he fin- that, where he's, he's finally like mind. done with it. Yeah, he's done with it. Yeah, he rips just, out the mother box. He, he had enough. He's like, screw this. Yeah, but then rips out the screw that's in his head. Oh, oh <laughs> man, brutal. So then, uh, so just before Henshaw attempts to kill Lois, Superman arrives, just like you know, good classic superhero r- arriving. Uh, then we have the the you know the breakdown of Henshaw blaming Superman for his wife's uh, Terry's death. Uh, slowly, they're battling. the The Watchtower gets launched because you know people are like fighting all around him. Though, so the lo- Watchtower gets launched, and as it's getting launched, uh, Luther is able to activate the boom tube and bring back the Justice League, who they've been gone for a while and aren't aren't hungry and somehow are still. You know, no beard. <laughs> no beard. Just like no you beard. said. Yeah. No, um, no beard, man. <laughs> so as as they're flying up into space, uh, we um, uh, Lois finally realizes as she's like they're they're battling ac- across this watchtower, and Lois finally realizes, well, Sun was going to help Superman get his power back, so she lowers down the the sun shields, and basically hits him with all all you know all this rays of sun and that's when he eventually regains his power from the sun kills henshaw by stabbing him in the forehead with blue kryptonite which he had discovered 
on site. I believe he, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember on that one. I don't know. I, I, I thought know. he had found it when he was at, I think when he was at the, um, at the fortress. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah. Cause he picked it up from the fortress. That's right. He, he had picked it up, picked it up out of one of the, one of the, um, containers. I think he was like testing all different, he was kind of researching his theories on kryptonite, They're all different kinds. Of, I, I don't know because he, he had never been in there before he had just woken up. So okay, I, I think right. it was just something that they, he, it was one of the control Maybe panels. Maybe the eradicator was just testing kryptonite. Yeah, so it was able to, uh, by, it also deactivated all of the cyber core group. Now, it killed every single one of those people that joined the cyber core. They That's... all, well, for starters, they were flying in the air when they all became depowered. So they all dropped. So I don't know if it was the fall or the disconnection from the mother box that killed them all. So they murdered these people, these innocent people who were trapped in these suits. And then these bodies are just scattered or across Metropolis. So I bet you that's going to smell good in a few days. Oh, yeah. Uh, In the aftermath, Martian Manhunter disguising himself as Superman to announce that Clark Kent's safe return uh, with the cover-up of him being missing during the Doomsday attack, very similar to what they did in the comic books. They had they had Superman show or you know Superman bury himself again as Clark, and then Martian Manhunter you know pulled him out. Which is fine. That's what the Martian Manhunter is there for. Me. Yeah, I just, and I love the fact he's like he's like I don't think Martian Manhunter gets my voice right. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. That was like, he always backs it up. I was. Uh, then we see that Superboy has been sent to live with the Kents and was named Connor. Okay. And the post scenes, the League gather at the Watchtower for the first time to confront Darkseid themselves with Lex inviting himself in. And that's where we end with that. And we go to another movie after that, which I hope one day we're either going to review it or watch it. I'm going to have to watch that movie. So good. But um, yeah, so that's the death or the reign of Superman, part two of the two-parter. And um, I literally watched these two movies before we got on air and started discussing it. And the more I watch it, I, I'm look. There's some quibbles I have. Obviously, I've told you about them in this hour we've been discussing it. But all in all, like you said, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on one of the things you said. Probably the most accurate comic book film done recently in a, in a long time. There's been adaptations like the Flashpoint was close. They missed some things here, but this one was really close. Some of the things they had were kind of goofy, like the whole dark side thing I didn't like and him creating Doomsday I didn't like. But other than that, if you've never read the book, I mean, first off, read The Death of Superman and the following issues as well and his, and The Triumphant Return. But if you've never read those books and you watch this movie, you, you probably will get a clear indication of how the story kind of panned out. Would you say? Yeah. No, it sticks very close. Like I said, the only thing it takes uh, detours on – are continuations of stories. Again, it's, it's, it was based off comic books, and comic books are always about what's next. We're writing this story to go next. So it's very similar to wrestling. Wrestling match, you know, when something ends, there's something that's already been, a seed has been dropped for a new series of, you know, storylines. So it's constantly an over, you know, a constant revolving door of new storylines because there's no off-season for comic books. You know, it's constantly going and going and going. So, yeah, the fact that they didn't have the introduction of the, Second part of what I thought was the second part of the death of Superman was where in the comic books, Cyborg Superman and Mongo destroy Coast City, which is Green Lantern's hometown and all his family and which friends are dead. Which uh, the parallax issue. Which, yeah, but that's because that's where they have their final showdown. Not in Metropolis. They have their final showdown in Central's or in Coast City 
and so yeah, so it kind of they had to change locations, or they would have had to then branch off into the Parallax Green Lantern story, which they should have, I think. But I think this was really towards the end of the run of the Fifty Twos because you have to realize after this you had Hush, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Bloodline, and then Apocalypse War, and then they were done. So I think they were kind of wrapping it up. So I didn't know if they wanted to go. I don't remember. Do they, they do any Green Lantern movies in the New Fifty Two era? Uh, I don't remember. No, they did not. The, the See, Green Lantern ones were just kind of standalones. So he, so he got shafted. They could have done the Parallax storyline. They could have. Um, yeah, but I'm again, I think I think they were ready again. to. I think they were ready to drift off. And, and then again, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, they really didn't do any Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Okay. So they're basically saying Green Lantern was just a side character. Kind of makes me mad, but. That's, that's, but he's but he's also been around for the other stories. Like I said, this is just yeah, this is just the fifty two. I don't know. When was was Parallax pre fifty two or was that during fifty two? I think that's pre fifty two. That's probably why. Yeah, no, this is all in the nineties. Again, everything yeah, you got to realize, all this just drifted off yeah. through yeah through the nineties. So that may have been why they were like, no, Never mind. we have to I do see. a death of Superman story, but we can't do the rest of these stories. Yeah, Which, I mean that they, story can carry over. Maybe the other ones wouldn't. I don't know, but, I, I but, it, but yeah. Hush wasn't Hush wasn't a fifty-two, was it? Was Hush during? I thought Hush was pre uh, was pre fifty-two. I think Hush is pre fifty-two. You know, because the very next movie is Hush. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's kind of weird. You might, be, yeah. I think, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell they 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 finished their run and they were done. they did and again great great run I think like I said I think they were kind of getting lazy afterwards because like I said they went some you know weird well, how routes. many movies they do like twenty fifteen movies that fit, fit in the fifty two yeah there's fifteen total movies that's a lot that's a lot uh, if you well not sixteen if you count Flashpoint uh, if you count Flashpoint then that, that was would be the 16. beginning yeah war that was, was the beginning the beginning yeah. was war no war or Flashpoint Flashpoint was first then war because Flashpoint introduced the world. And then you went to War, Son of Batman, Throne of Atlantis, Batman versus Robin, Batman Bad Blood, League, uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans, Justice League Dark, uh, The Judas Contract, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, Death of Superman. Then they did Constantine, City of Demons, Reign of Superman, Batman Hush, Wonder Woman, Bloodlines, and then Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War. Man, Batman had a lot of movies. I was going to say they could have cut up some no of these. There was no Superman out. movie there. Except for this one, yeah, not really. Yeah, well, the, the two wow. of them, yeah, they, yeah, they had two Superman. Yeah, they I, honestly, I think they could have cut out Bad Blood. I don't, I don't see Bad Blood yeah, really needing think, to be in here. Um, was, Batman v Super or Batman. Wasn't v, there another Suicide Squad movie too? There was, a, there was not in one, right? not in this run. No, there was one. There was Hell to Pay, but then there was another oh, one. But I it was Arkham. That was yeah, yeah, that was all by its little lonesome. Alright. I'm just trying to think how they kind of configured everything because a lot of the stories I'm thinking of I felt were fifty two or not. Yeah, no. Because what? they all came out during the fifty two time frame, but they didn't fall in like there's another Wonder Woman movie that's not in the that's not in here. Only Wonder Woman Bloodlines is new fifty two. Uh, oh, that's right. That's okay, that was a one off. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot none of the none of the Green Lantern movies are in this list. It's a one off, but they were voiced by the same people. You know, there's there's some other ones. Now the run that they're currently doing is titled Rebirth. The Superman Man of Tomorrow, the Justice Society World War II, Batman Long Halloween, the Batman Dragon was a one-off, was a standalone. It's not part of the part of the uh, the Rebirth. So the new titles are Rebirth. So Man of Tomorrow, 
Justice League World War II, which I haven't watched yet. I just realized I, I haven't have, seen you know that. I, I was going to ask if you've seen it because I, I, I actually have it on my queue on my channel, and I have not seen it yet. Yeah, I think I might I do. should see it, but yeah, I just have it. I might do that Sunday. And then, of course, Batman Long Halloween that's not been released yet. Uh, I believe next month. Yeah, next month. July it comes out. Yeah, so – so again, it's a big, big run, and you know if you guys are interested, they're all great show movies. They're all on uh, HBO Max. If anybody's interested in checking those out, yeah, check those out there. That and uh, yeah, Titans is on there. Doom Patrol is on there. Yeah, the HBO Max has a lot of cool stuff mm-hmm. on there. And I've been watching Game of Thrones on there recently. Oh my god! So it's just been really, really good. So guys, check that out. Uh, final analysis, probably final score. I would give it like five out of five straight jackets. I think it's the yeah. first time I put a five out of five. I can't see it like this. Minor quibbles, and my quibbles don't mean anything for the enjoyment of this movie. It's still great. Yeah. I think you guys should watch it. But I loved it. Like I said, this is probably the fifth time I've watched this movie, and it never gets boring. There's no, there's no, there's moments that you pause, but it just keeps going, and the story keeps getting better and better. And I love the way they adapted it. So if you guys get a chance, watch it, rent it, download it. Just, it's just, it's the death of Superman yeah. <laughs> and yep. the reign of Superman. So reign of Superman. Yep. Yeah, so watch it. All right, guys. So make sure you do check us out on uh, Facebook. You can also check us out at Pod Pages, and you'll find all of our podcasts there. Uh, you can be able to check those out. You can check out the Midnight Movies, which is here, the Midnight Movie Reviews, Heroes Asylum. And uh, also, I haven't gotten any information from somebody, but we should be having a Low Blows and Chair Shot page as well that somebody's slacking over on um, – one side of the microphones, uh, but we'll get that up and running so everybody can get a hold of it. And uh, so, if anybody's interested in checking out the rest of the Heroes Asylum Network, you check can do it that. Out. Uh, yeah, check out our social media pages: Twitter at the Heroes Asylum underscore podcast, and Instagram at the Heroes Asylum. Check out Lobos and Chair Shots. Check out Midnight Movies. And as always, from Mike to me to you, get to the asylum. Bye.